Christ. Amen. Amen. Uh, my name is Pastor A, uh, coming live from Believers Bible Church in Renbeck. We are here to share the word of God with you briefly. Now, point number one this morning, quickly. The son is empowered to do the works of the father. That's number one. The son is empowered to do the works of the father. When you read the Bible from the book of John chapter 5, we are going to read verse 19, but before we get to verse 19, let me give you a background. You need, really need to follow this message, okay, uh, so that it makes sense to you. So before we read verse 19 of John chapter 5, you must go to verse 1 of chapter 5, that it was the feast of uh, the Jews, and Jesus went to the temple also, and then he, as he was going there, he went to, he passed by Bethesda, and there there was a pool with a lot of people who were sick, invalid, all kinds of people, like all, even Corona probably was there, okay? So all cases were there, hallelujah, with the hope of being healed. But now it was a first come first uh, situation, and then this happened only once a year. So you can just imagine that today, if God heals, but only heals one person, how chaotic will that place be? So the place was um, highly uh, uh, chaotic, and people were waiting for an angel to come. You see, now you can't be uh, waiting for angels to come in because he might only come once a year. So we rather wait for Jesus, and we don't have to wait for him. Guess what? He's inside us. And glory to God. So, 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 so uh, that's what happened. But Jesus, when he came there, he looked at a certain man. When he saw him, he realized that this man had been sick for a very long time. In fact, the Bible says he was in that condition for 38 years. This is a man that we all have preached about. This is the man that we have all criticized. But today, I'm taking another look at him. I think it's the third time now doing it this way. And I don't want to criticize him. I need to applaud him. This is a man who tried 38 times and never gave up. Because he says, every time I try to go to, somebody gets ahead of me. But he never gave up. So there's a man who never gave up for 38 years hoping that my situation will change. So this message is designed at get at somebody who has tried, irregardless of the number of years, who have tried 38 times or even more, and nothing has changed. And I'm here to say it's maybe time to look at the Son of God, because this man was not just sitting there by the pool. He did whatever he could, and he says, the challenge I have here on my own, I get overtaken because I don't have it in me to do it. I try. I have tried. Don't laugh at me. Don't criticize, it. Don't criticize me. I'm not here because I want to. I have tried. Every time I tried, I get overtaken. But guess what? Jesus, when he comes, he knows your situation. He knows that you have been trying. He knows that you have been trying to live healthy. He knows that you eat well. He knows that you, 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 you exercise. He knows you sleep early. You, you, you do eight hours. He knows that you've been sending out your CVs. He, he, he knows everything about you. He knows that you're doing your best. You open early at work. He knows that you read your books. He knows that you are doing your best. 
but somehow you are just not getting the breakthrough. Then Jesus says to him, do you want to get well? And of course, of course he says, take up your bed and walk. And that caused the problem. And this leads us to, to the message that they found him carrying his mat. They said, that's a job. You can't be carrying your sleepy mat on a Sabbath. That's work. And this man says, no, 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 don't accuse me. I was told. The man who said I must be healed said I must also take my mat. He didn't just say I must stand up and go and leave the mat. He says, take up your mat and go. And then they say, who is he? He says, I don't know. But maybe it's time that all of us know who Jesus is. Then later on, Jesus meets him and he says, please don't go and sin anymore because <laughs> are you still with me? Then he identified Jesus. Then he went to the people who were accusing, and he says, no, the man who told me to take up my mat is Jesus. And they went for Christ. And Jesus says, no, I'm doing the works of the Father. Up to this point, my Father has been working. That, that introduced this subject for us this morning, that what I did, the work I did, I did what God would have done at this very point. So at this very point this morning, let us be concerned with the business of God. Let us ask ourselves as people, what will God do right now? And let us do what God will do right now. So at any given time, let us always try and find out what God will do. And that is why we need to hear God. We need to see God so that we can know what God will do. Hallelujah. I know that my God is not in hiding, and therefore I can't be in hiding. I must be bold and confident and believe his word. Hallelujah. Now we read verse 19. He says, I can't do anything on my own. Whatever I do, I saw it from the Father. And whatever the Father does, the Son does, Likewise, so the healing there that took place is what God will have done. And Jesus did exactly what God will have done. And in today's terms, whatever situation you are facing, including all these ailments and sicknesses around us, what will God do about it? And you should be doing something that God will do regarding the situation and not succumbing to the, to the prevailing thoughts and ideas, but do what God will do during this time. Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to say, this man says, I have no one to help me. In other words, his family had deserted him, or he had no family. One of the two. He either had no family at all, or they had deserted him. So he had no one to help him. Actually, he did not even have friends. He had no one who cared about him. But now when you read the Bible, the Bible says God is a father to the fatherless. Yes, so this thing of sonship, this thing of being a son, it's a good thing and it is God ordained. Because all of us must have a father. And God has taken a position that if you find yourself in a situation whereby you don't have any form of a father figure in your life, I will be a father to you. I will be a father to the fatherless. If you don't have physical fathers, uh, father this morning, God is your father. If you don't have a spiritual father this morning, God is your father. So all of us should not live as orphans or as people 
who don't have a father when God had taken a position of a father. That is why Jesus, when he saw him, he knew he had to act as a father and help him. So the son did what the father will do and help this son of Abraham, this, this son who has tried for 38 years. So God, when he comes your way, he's there to help you as a father. When Jesus comes your way, he's there to help you as a father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In, fa in fact, when you read further, it say, uh, uh, when you read in the book of Psalms, he's actually even a defender of the widows. So when you need somebody to defend you, if you need somebody to fight for you, if you need somebody to protect you, God himself will do it. So we have no excuse whatsoever. We have a father figure in our lives. And his name is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. Because Jesus does what the father will do. Hallelujah. So the son is empowered to do the works of the father. Hallelujah. So I'm here to say to you, everything that Jesus did in scripture is what he saw the father do. Let me take it one notch up, just a little bit. I hope I don't leave any of you behind. What's happening here is what you'll find in the book of Ephesians, that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. The issue here is the manifestation of the spiritual blessings in the natural. So, so, so Jesus, for him to heal him, he saw the Father that the Father in the heavenlies has already healed him. Then he did what the Father has done in the heavenly, and he healed him in the natural. Yeah. And that is how we should live our life. Understand that in the heavenly places, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Amen. So what happened here in the book of John chapter 5? We saw Jesus do exactly what he saw the Father do in the heavenly, doing it in the natural. So our job as believers is to know what has happened in the heavenly, and we must do it in the natural. So when we see the healing in the heavenly, let us make sure that it manifests in the natural. When we see deliverance in the heavenly, let's make sure it manifests in the natural. So when we see God, he has dealt with this corona in the heavenly, let's manifest it in the natural. When he taught you to pray, or when he taught us to pray, or when he taught the disciples how to pray, he says, pray in this manner. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then he teaches us to say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, meaning when, when what Jesus did here, he executed the will of God that was already done in heaven. So we as believers must come to this point and to the realization that whatever we see God do in the heavenly realms must be done on earth. Because Jesus came to establish the kingdom of God here on earth. So we should not be afraid of what's happening around us. Let us look in the heavenlies and see what has been done. A lot has been done for us. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. And our role and our job is to manifest that in the natural. 
and glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? So we must see what God does in the spiritual realm and make sure that it happens in the natural. And that is why God says, I looked amongst them for a man who can stand in the gap. A man who could intercede. This is the time for the church to become intercessors. This is the time for the church to stand in the middle. Because God has done it in the heavenly. But the devil has done it in the natural. And we must stand in the gap and reverse what the devil has done here. So that what has been done for us in the heavenly manifests here. And now, this is not the role or the function of pastors or senior men of God. This is the role of the sons of God. Anyone who has the spirit of God, he's the son of God. Anyone who has been called by God, anyone who has been justified, anyone who believes is an heir, it is their role to make sure that the purpose of God manifests in the natural. Hallelujah and glory to God. So our role really is to see what God has done in the heavenly. And we must manifest it in the natural. Amen. And we have to do it as intercessors. And that is why men must pray always without giving up. Trusting God that this thing will happen. So we have to trust God that there is a cure. And the cure for this is not coming from medical science. It's coming from God. In fact, when you read your Bible, you, you'll begin to understand that the solution comes from God. I am not going to stand and trust God to give scientists the solution. I'm going to trust God to bring the solution to us, whichever way he brings. I am not going to limit him to a bunch of scientists. I'm going to say, you are God. You are in charge of this world. I am praying, can you bring us deliverance in our generation, whichever way. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I know this is a very hard talk. I know this is, I'm not supposed to say this, especially as somebody who comes from a science background, but I have to say that we can't limit God to a certain group of people. God will bring solutions for us. We used to say Jesus is the answer and he remains as the answer. So intercessors must know the word. Intercessors must know the word. Believers must know the word. The sons of God must know the word. The sons of God must know the voice of God, must know the actions of God, so that even when we pray, we should pray according to the will of God, not the will of men. The will of men is that scientists who don't believe in God must get a, a solutions from a God they don't believe in. So our praying must be strategic based on the word of God. So we must do what Jesus will do in this day. We must do what God will do in this day. Hallelujah. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power that he went about doing good, healing the sick and those who have been oppressed of the devil. He did it himself. And hallelujah. That is why the church is no longer deemed essential, because the miracles are gone in the church. Amen. Healing is out of the church. There's no healing anymore because we are looking outside the church walls for solutions. The solutions are within the church walls. We who are interceding, we will come with the solutions. And not the manga manga business that is meant to raise offering, but real healings will take place. 
we will see God as a deliverer and as a healer. It will come here in the church. Hallelujah. In fact, why are the scientists not praying for their own solutions? While the church prays for the solutions for the church. This is where I stand. Hallelujah. And glory to God. Because everything that God does is to bring him glory. And glory to God. Amen. Are we still together? You must show us the verses that tells us. I'm more of a Bible guy, guy. I just believe the verses as they are. I don't claim to know the whole Bible, but the least I know tells me and suggests to me that there's no scripture that tells me I must trust God for a certain group of people to come with solution. He is the solution. And those who know him will do exploits in their generation. Those who know their God as a father will do exploits in their generation. Hallelujah and glory to God. Amen. We serve a miracle working God. He has not changed. What has changed is we believers, we've, we've adopted things that are not from the church and brought them into the church. I mean, now I, I look and I look and I look. My, my wife knows this one all the time. The church has now measured on articulation, has measured on diction, how we play with words as if we are hip-hop stars. There's no power in that. Hallelujah and glory to God. It's a great thing to be articulate and have all the fancy words, but if those words have no power, it's a waste of time. In fact, if my words here that I'm saying have no power, I must sit down. I have no business in preaching. I have no business serving God. I'm wasting time. Paul says, when we brought the gospel to you, it was not with the words of men. We brought it with power of the Holy Spirit in demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. And in this generation, we need preachers who will go back to the foundations, who will bring the word of God with power. Hey. And glory to God. And we are trusting the God for his power in the church. We are trusting God for his mighty move of the spirit in our church, in our midst, in the groups, ABC One Believers Bible Church. We are trusting God of the Bible. And if he let us down, we quit. I'll be the first one to do that. Hallelujah. But I believe this Bible is truth. And everything that is written there is for my benefit. And I am a son of God. We must know what the Father is doing and do as he will do. Hallelujah. I think I might just stop there, really. I can't really go to the other points. Let us just quickly wrap up. Hallelujah. The words of the Son carry authority of the Father. That's found in John 14, verse 10, actually. He says, the words are said. Is from the father's authority. So you see, like father, like son, Jesus did as the father will do. But not only that, he spoke as the father will speak. During this so-called pandemic, or is it, uh, uh, yeah, this is pandemic, right? Hallelujah. I've, uh, you know this dictionary thing. I'm told there's a, a pandemic and a pandemic, and I don't know what's the difference. That's not my job. I'm a preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, but the focus here is uh, on the power. So, during this, uh, these times, we really have to realize that we have to speak as God 
will speak. And God is not timid. He's a God of authority. So when we speak today, starting with the sermon, it must be a sermon full of authority. Where do I get the authority, must I tell you? I get it from the Father. Where do I get it? It's in scriptures. I am, am also a son of God, saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I look at what Jesus will do, and I will do. I listen to what Jesus will say, and I will say it. If he said it with authority, I will say it with authority. And that's all we have to do. The words of a son will carry the authority of the father. In other words, the son in his own accord has no authority. He derives his authority from the father. And that is why we must be the sons of God. We must be fully submitted to God so that we can carry the authority of God. So that when we speak our words, carry the uh, authority of God. In other words, if you are not a son, your words will not carry the necessary authority. And that is why when we speak in this generation with our good diction, there is no authority behind the words. And it's time that our words should carry authority. When we say, be healed, it should happen. Hallelujah. When we say, you have that job, go tomorrow and submit your CV, it should happen. But it does not happen in this generation. You know why? Because we don't longer carry the authority necessary to speak. Because no one wants to be a sheep anymore. We all want to be shepherds. But no, no scripture says, my shepherds know my voice. It's my sheep know my voice. And those who know the voice of the Father, when they speak, they speak as if it's the Father with the authority of the Father. And glory to God. And I'm calling us, we believers, Bible Church. This is not directed to the global thing. I know we are live streaming publicly on YouTube, but it's for those who believe in the God of the Bible that our ways will carry the authority of God. Our ways will, will bring the creativity that we need in our generation. And glory to God. Remember, everything that is today was created by the power of his weight. And he sustains everything by the power of his weight. And glory to God. Let's read quickly here in closing. Uh, John 12, 49, 50. For I have not spoken on my own authority. That's verse 49. But the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment. What to say, what to speak. So if I'm an authentic preacher, you be the judge. You are qualified, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you are qualified to test the spirit that I'm talking from. So you be the judge. And you can test any spirit that's talking. So if people are talking to you, you must ask yourself, are they talking from their own accord? Or they are sent by God? Doesn't matter how rich, how wealthy they are, how good looking or powerful, how big their institutions is, are they talking from God? Or are they talking from the devil? They can stand behind, stand behind the same podium. If it's not God, it's not of God, and run away. And if what I'm saying is not of God, you run away. Hallelujah. Amen. But if it's of God, we know what to do. We must practice what the word says and glory to God. Amen. The Father given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. That's Jesus. And any of us, who are believers, 
That's how we must speak. We must speak when the Father has spoken. When he has not spoken, we must keep quiet. And that is why you know I don't like talking, especially if there's a funeral. I don't like talking if I've not heard God because I'm going to say things that are out of line. I'll rather speak when the Father has spoken. And when it comes to these issues that's happening in our generation, allow me to speak when I have had God. If I have not had God, I'm going to sit down. Hallelujah. So don't necessarily expect me to talk next week if I have not had God. Because times are over whereby we sit and work hard putting together messages. It's time to speak what God is saying. It says here, and I know that his commandment is eternal. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. That's Jesus. I'm looking unto Jesus. I want you as a believer, as a church, look unto Jesus. That's how he did things. He did what the Father did. He said what the Father said. He had the authority of the Father. So whatever we do, we must derive it from the Father. In other words, let us have the God kind of faith. So if you don't like the title I gave you, like Father, like Son, call it God kind of faith. That's what I was trying to say this morning. Have the God kind of faith. And the God kind of faith sees everything from the Father and glory to God. I'm not going to go to the other points. We have uh, run out of time. Hallelujah. God is a God of order. God is a God of uh, discipline. Uh, it's almost um, 11 o'clock. I'm going to ask everybody here to stand up. And those at home, let us uh, stand up. Hallelujah. And maybe just... Just, just, just before we pray and just before Mamaruti comes here uh, to close this service and to close this word, you need to also understand that sons are influenced by the father. It is never the other way around. Let me repeat that because I think as much as I'm running against time here and there has to be disciplined, I can't leave this podium without saying this. Sons are influenced by the Father. It's never the other way around. We are living in a generation whereby the sons want to influence the Father. And I'm not talking spiritual fathers here. I'm talking God. We want to influence God. There is no need to influence God. Allow God in this generation to influence you as a son. That's where we are missing it. We are quick to run to prayer meetings, and when we say it's Bible study, we don't want to. And that is why every time we pray, we pray amiss, because you are making prayers that want to influence God. While God has already set his purpose and will in the heavenlies, he has already decided what's going to happen. All you have to do is to say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your purpose manifest here on earth as it is in heaven. Christ Jesus, when he was tired, when it, when it was tough for him, when, when, when he was going to the cross, when he prayed hard, he said, as a son, I'll desire that you do this. But he quickly says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will, O God. Let your will be done. If there's no other way, Lord, I'll go to the cross. If there's no other way, we will have church this way with five people. I'm happy with that. 
If there's no other way, I will have church in the street. If there's no other way, I will have it under the tree. If there's no other way, I'll have it on YouTube. We can't force God to do things the way we want to. We are now trying to force God. We are striking now and saying we are not going to have church until it gives us advantage as bigger churches. There's no such a thing. We have to preach the gospel in and out of season. And this might be out of season now for some of us, but we have to be consistent and do what God will want us. It is not our job to influence God. God must influence us so that we can influence the nation. But we are busy trying to influence God and there's no one influencing the nation. And that's a big problem. That's how we started. If this nation is going to have direction, it must have Christians and believers who are influenced by God. Not wasting their time trying to influence the Father. Because once we are influenced by God, we can have influence everywhere in all spheres of life. And that's my prayer today. As we leave this place, wherever you go, may you begin to carry the influence of the Father in your own environment. Influence situations around you. But for you to carry that mandate, or for you to carry that what I want to term maybe apostolic mandate, you have to be influenced by God first and foremost. Not the other way around. Uh, not the other way around. Are, are you with me, Bazalwane? So every one of us, let's go back to the word of God. Let's look for this thing of sonship. Let's learn about the son of God and the sons of God, which is us. And let us do as God will expect us to do in this generation. Hallelujah. Amen, Amen and glory to God. I'm going to stop there. Let's pray. Hallelujah.